Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Well, remember a while ago when they told us that there would be only super spontaneous, non-ritualized, off-the-cuff, out-of-the-goodness-of-your-heart blessings of the same-sex couples, which the sophists and Pharisees of our day tell us are not same-sex unions. Remember that? Well, that was obviously a lie because it came from the modern Vatican. And that's what they do at the Vatican is they lie to us, sadly. May God destroy the enemies of the church who are within the church, by the way. And for those of you who think that I am going too far by saying that the enemies of the church are in the church and ought to be destroyed, when this episode is, when I'm done the first part of this episode, I promise I'm going to bring receipts and I'm going to show you why the first pope to be canonized in 500 years, back when canonizations actually meant something, spoke with those exact same words, and I'll show you the evidence of that. He spoke about the enemies of the church as being within and compared them basically to serial murderers. So, anyway, at the Vatican, they are rehearsing, 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 which means there is forethought, which means they're planning for it, which means there's a ritual aspect to it. They're rehearsing for these so-called blessings. We're going to show a story from Italy in just a moment, but I first want to tell you about three places where you will never be at risk of such abominable behavior from a priest. The first is a trip to Italy this November by Catholic Heritage Pilgrimages, and I will be on this tour with the wonderful, 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 wonderful Father Albert Calio, traditional Dominican Dominican haircut and all amazing scholar and theologian of Catholicism. He'll be saying daily mass for us. I'll be giving talks and so on and so forth. And let's just take a quick look at the promotional video. All the trouble in Rome, it is easy to forget about one unshakable fact. Our church is the Roman Catholic Church, and Rome is the Eternal City. What a perfect time to go on a pilgrimage to the Eternal City and the other monumental sites of Catholic heritage in beautiful Italy. Join Father Albert Calio and me this November as we tour through the shrines of Italy and the Amalfi Coast as we attend daily Mass in the Old Rite in the footsteps of St. Peter and St. Francis. Click the link in the description to register for this once-in-a-lifetime pilgrimage to discover the heart of the Catholic faith in the heart of the old Roman Empire. Check out the link in the description for that trip, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity guided by a very faithful guide who knows your sensibilities as a traditional Catholic. Going to be a bunch of rad trads spending time in Italy, maybe drinking some wine, maybe talking about the good Archbishop Lefebvre, all those sorts of things, eating delicious food, most importantly, though, walking in the footsteps of the great saints of Italian history, including our first pope. Another place where you're not going to find any fiducia supplicants is the Canadian Martyrs Men's Conference. My friends, we just had an update yesterday on how many tickets have been sold, and we are way ahead of where we were last year at this time, so you better get your tickets while you can. Um, it's going to be an amazing day. We have people coming from all over North America. We looked at some of the postal codes, codes of some of the folks who've signed up. We're talking like Deep South, Midwest, Western United States, East Coast, all over Canada. It's going to be an incredible, incredible day. Father Michel Rion, 
is the keynote speaker. Father Stannis is giving a talk. I'm giving a talk. Tim Flanders is giving a talk. And um, the uh, night before, there's almost 80 men already signed up for the evening social. We've got a legion, like a local legion, uh, uh, rented out. We're going to have a big, you know, vegetarian Friday meatless buffet and uh, lots of friendship and awesomeness. And uh, check out the link in the description. It's $100. I just want to give you a quick background. Listen, we actually don't do this to make money. We are charging a very low rate that actually technically doesn't even cover the full cost of the food service for the day. We're very close, but we have, we've looked for sponsorships and things like that. But the point I'm saying this is because we're doing this so that the cost can be low so that all men of goodwill can come to a very unique and wonderful, uh, you know, the only traditional Catholic men's conference in North America. We're doing this not for profit, which is fine. You want to do a conference? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying this is an initiative of our Holy Name Society because we want to, as men of the Holy Name Society, defend the Holy Name of Jesus Christ in society, which is a pledge that we make, and we can only do that if we got lots of men on board with the same mission. So check out the link in the description for this um, event, and there is a surprise that you will not be ready for when the event starts, and you got to show up to find out. All right, so what's happening in Rome? Well, let's just take a quick look here. This is from the Messaggero, one of the major Italian newspapers, and I'll pull this up. Rehearsals at St. Peter's for blessing gay couples. It reads, general rehearsals at St. Peter's to learn how to bless gay couples. The priest placed in front of the applicant will have to recite a blessing phrase in a low voice, naturally brief so as not to exceed the time limit suggested by the prefect of the dicastery of the faith while tracing a small cross on the forehead of the faithful with his finger. To the first priest on Sunday morning in a meeting, in the meeting room of the chapter of the Basilica, it was suggested how to face the new pastoral path. The gesture, symbolic and simple at the same time. Oh, isn't that wonderful? It's symbolic and simple. will have to be very fast, always to stay within the strict term of 15 seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, don't worry. It's only going to be 15 seconds. So this is not a big deal, okay? You were worried it was going to be a big deal. Um, and you're, maybe you're saying to yourself, hold on, how long does it take to, for a, a, a priest to bless someone? You know, benedictio mi potensis, something, 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 run at supervos, spiritu, whatever. I mean, it only takes like seven seconds anyway. Seven seconds anyway. But don't worry. The Vatican is here to make sure that these blessings will only be maximum twice as long as a regular blessing because they're so worried about making sure that they don't mess with the Catholic faith. It continues. Since the gesture is important, they are fine-tuning how to face all situations and normalize a practice. Normalize. It's going to be normal. That currently represents a real novelty for the Vatican after the publication of blah 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 Um... Also, this is a lie. Africa is the only one to have been exempted because it's contrary. No, many places are not doing it. Anyway, the Pope, despite the uproar and strong resistance of many episcopates, has staunchly defended the measure. And also last night during the television interview with Fabio Fazio, he did so speaking openly. He admitted to the viewers that in his decisions and also in this one, he always experiences a margin of loneliness. Poor Pope Francis is lonely. It's lonely at the top. Hey, I, I think Lucifer was lonely when he was the first one to fall from heaven. 
In this specific case, Bergoglio is sure that the church must embrace everyone without leaving anyone behind and bless everyone. Sometimes decisions are not always accepted. Most of the time it happens because they are not known in detail. You see, you just haven't read Fiducia Supplicans enough. You've got to read it 40 times. 35 is not enough. You need to make sure that you pick up your copy, go down to your local pride bookstore and get a copy of Fiducia Supplicans and make sure you read that every night before bed. And finally, if you just read it 50, maybe 150 times, not too much to ask, right? You want to be in full communion with the Pope? You want to be in full communion with the Holy Father? Come on, guys. Is it too much to ask to read Fiducia Supplicans 150 times, right? Think about poor Pope Francis. He's lonely. He's lonely in this decision. I mean, you know, he's trying to, ins, ins, uh, you know, institute or instigate something that clearly goes against the tradition of the Catholic Church, something that offends Catholic sensibility, something that's an abomination, and the poor man is just lonely. So the least you could do, the least you could do is pick up a copy of Fiducia Supplicans while you're at it. If you're bored with that, the author of this document, you know, he's written, he's written many things before. There's a book he wrote called Heal Me With Your Mouth, where he says some creepy things about kissing as a priest, which is very strange. There's another document that he was essentially the writer for called, called Amoris Laetitia, which also promoted something heretical in the church. So that's fun. And if you want to get the greatest hits, the, theolo- the, the anthology of Mr. Tucho Fernandez, although I guess he's not going to say Theta because he's from Argentina, Tucho Fernandez. If you want to get Fernandez without the Theta, you want to get his anthology, just check it out. You can check out his recent book, which is basically a Fifty Shades of Grey fan fiction, weird demon spirituality thing. And uh, as long as you read all those things, you will be sure that you are in full communion with the Pope. That's the only way, my friends. You got to make sure that you find a way to get with the 15 second blessings, which are twice as long as normal blessings. You got to make sure that you're okay with this happening in the resting place of St. Peter. You know, the Pope who was crucified upside down by the Roman Empire. You know that Pope, right? Wouldn't he, wouldn't he just love this? Wouldn't he be all on board with Fatucha Supplicants? I mean, come on. Make sure you're in full communion with the present Roman pontiff by getting your anthology of Tucci Fernandez. Maybe you can get it for on layaway. If you don't have enough money, I think each book is pretty reasonably priced. You can probably get it for three easy payments of $29.99 or something like that. Call while supplies last. No CODs. At any rate, um, this is happening in the Vatican. And what does this tell us? Well, it tells us that, of course, like always, the trads are right. It's not going to be spontaneous. You don't train for, you don't go through the practice of training for something if you're not planning on doing that thing. This is why it's impossible to say there's some sort of spontaneous blessing because it's not spontaneous, because they're thinking about it, because they're training for it, because people are waiting and waiting to go in with their amazing group of fallen away Catholics who are lonely like Pope Francis, and all they want to do is feel loved by some heretical blessing. Because that's important, you know? We have confession, we have the Holy Eucharist, we have the doctrines of the faith, you can just simply be a Catholic and not be a heretic, but that's not enough. You gotta make sure that you're blessed within your 
sinful, abominable relationship that cries out to heaven for vengeance as per the Holy Scriptures. So have no fear, my friends. Have no fear. These non-ritualized blessings are being planned and they have a formula for doing it, but it's not a liturgical ritual and it's going to be twice as long as a normal blessing just to make sure that there is no scandal in the church. Another day that ends in the letter Y, another insane thing coming out of the Vatican. Pray for Pope Francis. I mean that. Pray for those who defend Pope Francis because they're absolute idiots. Uh, and pray that they have the gift of uh, a brain that functions properly. And uh, pray for Tucci Fernandez because um, with great power comes great responsibility as the prophet in, what was his name? In Spider-Man? What was his uncle's name? I don't know. I was like, I don't know, 12 when that movie came out. Pray for these individuals and pray for those who are seeking something from the church and, you know, legitimately trying to find a way to come back to the church and are approaching, looking for actual Catholicism and instead are given ridiculous nonsense that is against the faith. Pray for those because, you know, they're the victims ultimately in this as well. Now, what about what I said at the beginning of the episode where a very saintly pope, the first pope canonized in about 500 years, I'm talking about Pope St. Pius X. What about where he said that the enemies of the church are within and that they need to be destroyed? Let's just pull something up here that he wrote. So here is Pascendi Dominici Gregis, which is a... I mean, it's arguably the most important encyclical of the 1900s. And it's where the, the heresy that is destroying the church today, modernism, it's where it was explained. And then the associated or accompanying syllabus of errors of Pius X, Lamentabili Sane, was released. Uh, you know, they were released uh, at the same time, roughly. And uh, that's where the anathemas are attached to the actual... Uh, principles and things like that. So let him be accursed. Let him be cast to the exterior darkness, those who believe in these things. And many of those things are believed by the churchmen today. Pope Francis is the incarnation of modernism. Anyway, we're going to read paragraph three because this is what I'm talking about. Okay, so here is what it says. Though they express, talking about the modernists, though they express astonishment themselves, no one can justly be surprised that we number such men among the enemies of the church, if, leaving out of consideration the internal disposition of soul, of which God alone is the judge, he is acquainted with their tenets, their manner of speech, their conduct. Nor indeed will he err in accounting them the most pernicious of all the adversaries of the church. So the worst enemies possible. For as we have said, they put their designs for her ruin into operation not from within or without, but from within. Hence the danger is present, almost in the very veins and heart of the church, whose injury is the more certain, the more intimate is their knowledge of her. Moreover, they lay the axe not to the branches and shoots, but to the very root that is to the faith and its deepest fires. And having struck at this root of immortality, they proceed to disseminate poison through the whole tree, so that there is no part of Catholic truth from which they hold their hand, none, that they do not strive to corrupt. Further, none is more skillful 
none more astute than they, in the employment of a thousand noxious arts. For they double the parts of rationalist and Catholic, and this so craftily that they easily lead the unwary into error. And since audacity is their chief characteristic, there is no conclusion of any kind from which they shrink or which they do not thrust forward with pertinacity and assurance. To this must be added the fact, which indeed is well calculated to deceive souls, that they lead a life of the greatest activity, of assiduous and ardent application to every branch of learning, and that they possess, as a rule, a reputation for the strictest morality. That's changed. Now they're a bunch of perverts. Finally, and this almost destroys all hope of cure, their very doctrines have given such a bent to their minds that they disdain all authority and brook no restraint, and relying upon a false conscience, they attempt to describe, to ascribe to a love of truth that which is in reality the result of pride and obstinacy. This is what Pope St. Pius X had to say about the modernists. He described them as the worst possible enemies of the church, uh, spreading poison throughout the church, leaving no doctrine untainted, and uh, basically looking on them, upon themselves as pendergons of a new understanding of salvation, changing the doctrines, and so on and so forth. This could be a description of Pope Francis. This could be a description of Tucho Fernandez. And all of those who defend these enemies that are within the church, as Pope Pius X said, all of those who defend them, you are defending the poisoning, the cutting down with an axe of the very heart of the church. So congratulations for contributing to the destruction of the church. So, as I said at the outset, I would give an example of why it is perfectly fine for us to talk about the enemies of the church being within, because Pope St. Pius X himself did it, and he employed language as strong as anyone. As always, let me know what you think of the comments. This has been the Kennedy Report. Until next time, God bless you all.